Great. Um, good afternoon, Mayor Hoffman and Vice Mayor Kelman. This meeting has been held pursuant to Section 3 of Executive Order N-29-20, issued by Governor Newsom on March 17, 2020, and all members are joining this meeting, meeting telephonically through Zoom, and it broadcast live on the city's website. With that, I turn over the floor to the mayor. Thank you very much. Very good. Um, okay, so I call this meeting to order, um, and I see that the first item on our agenda is the strategic plan. Um, so let's dive right into that. I did look at the the um, strategic plan from that was done last year, um, and I see that because of COVID, it was um, amended to be uh, 2021, it started in 2021 instead of 2020. So I looked at the strategic plan. I don't know, Vice Mayor, if you were able, or I believe you had a chance to look at it too. Um, it looks to me like, I don't see anything in there that's objectionable. Um, I, I just don't know that it warrants another full, um, another full day of redundant planning. I mean, I don't, I don't think there's any, I mean, we can have, we can call for the rest of the city council to review it. And then I guess we could agendize it for, you know, a quick discussion at a future meeting, or we could even, I don't know. Um, yeah, I think maybe at a future, at, at like maybe the February 11th meeting and say, Hey, you know, everybody look at the strategic plan before we have, you know, obviously, um, the same staff report, the same strategic plan, and then just say, does anybody disagree with any of this? There may be one or two things that we want to add, but otherwise, I'm not necessarily, I, I'm not sure that anything in that strategic plan needs to change. To me, it's all, right now, the driver is, is our budget and uh, what our, you know, what's changed from last year with regard to budget and income. So, I don't know, Vice Mayor, what do you think, or uh, anybody else uh, want to join in? I'm happy to review, but anyway. I just want to make sure that I understand what you're proposing so that we make progress. You're suggesting that um, rather than an all day session, we uh, put the plan that had been uh, through a process on the consent agenda for February 11th, the last strategic, last year's strategic plan uh, well, for an update on the 11th. Yeah, I think so. I mean, well, maybe not even on consent. Maybe it's um, the last thing on our agenda on the 11th, right? So got the discuss that's on for discussion right hey do we even want do we even need anybody think we need or or um anybody have any strong concerns about the strategic plan that was set out last year i mean i looked at it it's pretty comprehensive and i there may be one or two things that somebody might want to add with regard to you know um racial justice and diversity or something um but it's actually covered it's also it's referenced in there um i I don't think it says racial diversity, but it just said there is diversity is already in there. So I must, you know, to me, that means diversity in all ways. So, um, so I don't know. And I, I'm just trying to wrap my head around this. Like, why would we go through another, we bought, we just did a seven year, a six year plan. Sorry. Yeah. Seven year, eight year plan last year. Uh, it was pretty comprehensive. I mean, I think, I think, and the, and the statements that came out of it seemed to me applicable and still you know so i think 
I don't know. I mean, I, I'm just rolling it over in my head. We have such um, limited bandwidth, right? We have lots of big things that we got to do the first quarter. I'm just not entirely sure that this exercise is meaningful at this point. It may be meaningful next year once this council has a full year under their belt and once we see what's going on with, you know, how, we've re how we, we have fully recovered from COVID um, and the stress, you know, that's kind of driving all of our decision-making process right now. So anyway, I don't know. It, I'm happy to discuss though, anybody? Yeah, may I make a suggestion maybe, uh, sure. often? So the existing plan is for 2020 to 2027. Um, so it seems, you know, to echo Mayor Hoffman's point, it seems kind of hard to justify spending money on a consultant to revise something that was intended to be seven years. Um, so I guess I would wonder from staff, is the city going to suffer in any way if it's not updated this year? Um, so I, I like this idea of um, maybe in two steps, calling for the rest of the city council to review it and maybe give us their input. Um, and then the second piece, the second step is I guess I, um, when I say, will the city suffer? I mean, certainly we've changed our financial position because of COVID. Uh, does staff feel like uh, we need a strategic plan to assist with the budget? And what I would recommend is if that's the case, I think that Yulia, maybe you shared that with us at a different meeting. If that's the case, um, I think we probably need some additional reporting to assess uh, where we stand from a budget perspective, mostly on cash flow and liability. Um, that before I can sign off on spending money on a consultant to do something that's already supposed to be seven years, I'd want to understand that position a little bit better. So I think, I think it's two steps. I think we ask the existing council to look at it. And then I think maybe we spend a little bit of time today going over some, some outstanding items like, and this is just a, sorry, excuse my, my ignorance, but you know, what, what accounting method do we have for the budget reports that are, are currently shared? Um, I'm assuming they're sort of modified accrual. And if that's the case, could we receive them in full accrual? Um, and if not, can we receive moving forward in full accrual so that we capture all the expenses? Like I, I need to understand that position better to make judgment recommendations. And similarly, like as an example, like the cops money, um, you know, could we see a cash flow and debt analysis and then a recommendation of whether we can use some of the cash sitting in the bank to pay down high interest debt, such as the pension. I would need to see some of that reporting to assess whether or not we need a strategic planning session. Because once I understand our position, our, you know, our cash flow projection of unrestricted cash and restricted cash and our same of long-term debt, then I can understand what need, might need to be adjusted in the budget. That, that all makes sense? Marsha, do you want me to jump in? Please. Yeah. So I, I appreciate all the comments and the, and I appreciate the especially acknowledging the work that was done a year ago. So that was uh, definitely a lot of effort by previous council and staff to put all this information together. Um, what I, and unfortunately, the truth is the COVID is not completely behind us too. So I, I recognize that too and the challenges that it presents. But what I was uh, going to say in relate to this budget, uh, to this item, that in order to make the strategic plan a living document, which what we all want to achieve at the end of the day, um, it's really critical that we review it on a regular basis. And especially when there are such a dramatic and well, major changes in the organization, like we're experiencing right now, 
what is critical for staff to make sure that we align all the council priorities with the staffing, fiscal resources, and the level of services that we are providing to the community. So we, staff, can translate it into the implementation action plan for the upcoming budget. So that's how it relates to the budget. Yes, and, and I believe that, um, well, as you can imagine, so every council member may have some conflicting priorities, or as a group, you may have some conflicting priorities. So we want to make sure that we somehow, and that's what we planned before you, this workshop was supposed to achieve this goal. We don't have to meet the whole day. We can, I can communicate to consultant to, well, tweak and revise the schedule if that's what committee recommends. But at the end of the day, it would be helpful for staff. And I'm not just speaking for myself. I think all departments heads will probably back me up on this to create implementation action plan for the upcoming year that matches your priorities as a council, as a policy or vision for the organization. And uh, the fact that, um, well, COVID clearly presents some challenges here, but as uh, the mayor just indicated, so the big policy vision for the organization should not change. Well, unless again, you want to change it, which is also <laughs> your prerogative at the meeting, but your vision stays, but how we interpret it, what it means for the upcoming year, that's where uh, the discussion, well, th that's what would help the council to make sure that we implement your policy vision for the, uh, for the organization, for the community. I hope that makes sense. I, I can, I can give some examples. Uh, like, I don't know if it helps. Uh, yeah, so. I, I think, uh, yeah, for me it would help. Like specifically, if you could give an example, like not necessarily budget, because I get that. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, you know, we, we need to really. I mean, we're continually benchmarking that against, you know, whatever the priorities were a year ago. Don't really you know, to the, don't really apply right now. We're constantly looking at how right. we're reacting to COVID. So, I mean, for example, you know, how does that, how would that affect the library or how would that affect Parks and Rec? I mean, let's, let's for a minute, let's stop there. That's a very good approach. And Ulia, let's, let's ask you to give us uh, a two minute on what would the budget look like uh, if we update the strategic plan and what's it likely to look like if we take the strategic plan from last year and continue to move forward? Hey, can I also though just interject? I, I just want to make sure I, I think we need different information about the budget to have a useful dialogue around the strategic plan. And I, what, you, the way you articulated makes total sense, right? You want to align priorities and resources. You want to have an implementation plan. How are we going to spend the money we have? So what I would want to know, and maybe this just means we delay the strategic planning session, but I think we need some additional reporting to make that um, session more useful. And so if that's possible, I'm, I'm not against a strategic plan. I mean, I don't like to spend more money on consultant, but um, you know, if we can, some of the timing is going to be impacted by our ability to deliver on uh, additional reporting. And you're absolutely correct. So what we were planning for the session, we were planning to give you some update what we were able to accomplish in this given year, because we already started back in March, we started working on the implementation action plan, what we, how we interpreted the document that's attached before you. So you probably shouldn't expect robust update, but I know each department did, did some work related to this. So we, we can provide you with some information 
that as it relates to the strategic plan that is before you today. And we were also given, well, we're planning to give you some budget outlook information because I completely agree with you. You cannot make strategic decisions blind, right? So you need to see where, where we are going, what, uh, what kind of deficit we experience, what COVID uh, impact is, uh, has been on the budget. And uh, what we and that's the reason why we planned the session late in February, because by that time I'm hoping to have some quarter two numbers that I will be able to share, so you will see how we finished the year, the year before, so what it did with the fund balances, because my projected fund balances were projected. That's what you see, saw before. So as we bring Hafra forward, you will see the actuals audited numbers. So that's one piece. Then second piece where we are half year through the budget, through the current year's budget. And hopefully with this information, you will see where we are going comparing to the projections. And, uh, but again, most important stuff uh, for us from a staffing perspective, we need to see what you want to focus on, what the priority is, because we will have limited resources. Our services will suffer again. So we want to have this focused approach to make sure that we go through this economic, <laughs> through these challenges. And uh, so if I'm hearing the group, um, all taking everything I've heard, um, the council members are, the subcommittee members are asking for additional information in order to move forward on a strategic plan. And you're asking for a strategic plan update in order to move forward on the budget. What about a proposal of combining what everyone has said so that we don't keep having the same meeting over and over and not get to some of the, the updates that we need and, and how we report finances. If we roll over the strategic plan, not that I'm supporting uh, that as an alternative, but this is what I'm hearing, um, roll over the strategic plan, begin the process of the budget as we update how we report. Is that going to get us to the uh, adoption of a budget by the state mandated June 1st, July 1? I mean, I, I'm starting to look at this as now the middle of January and we're still discussing how to move forward. Um, I'm hoping that by the end of today, if not soon thereafter, we have agreement of the finance committee how to go forward with the adoption of the budget. On the one hand, I'm hearing we need to look at our numbers differently. Uh, on the other hand, I'm hearing we have a strategic plan that may need updating. Are we going to take one step in front of the other? Staff would love to hear the preference of the committee. Mayor? Uh, my preference is it's all about budget. I mean, I, you know, to the extent that there are other departments obviously involved and I get that, but it's no secret what we expect out of community development. It's no secret that what we expect out of the library at this point. I mean, I don't think, I mean, that's, so I don't see any, based on the current priorities, I don't see any big shift in um, how we've been trying to operate since the closed down due to COVID almost a year ago. I mean, we're still in that world. We're still in that rut. Well, given that input, then we would roll over the strategic plan, not update it, and use whatever energy we have with our limited resources to begin to project numbers in a new updated fashion we hear coming out of the finance committee. Is that? Yeah. I, that's a hundred percent the way I think. And then I think if we want to, if we get the budget wrapped up and in the bag, if we're recovering or starting to see our way out of COVID, hope to God by the end of June or June, May, June, then we can put a strategic plan on and say, okay, now we're in solid COVID recovery. 
you know, now we're right now I view as, us in, you know, COVID treading waterland because we okay. have certainty and everything's still closed and it looks like it's going to stay closed for an, at least another month. So, you know, unless something dramatically changes to me, I think that's better spent, you know, man, our resources and better spent efforts in that rather than rehashing this kind of complicated, convoluted process of theoretical seven years out. So you're so, not saying you're not saying don't strategic plan and don't update the strategic plan. Rather, you're saying not that much has changed. Use the data and input that we have from last year. Move forward with what the departments might think would be necessary updates and bring that for you to you for decision points. But start yeah, to gather the more more um, drill down numbers that I hear uh, vice mayor is looking and others are looking for. That's part of our yeah. That is 100% part of our COVID resiliency and recovery. Is what's our budget? Where can we cut expenses? Where can we best spend the money that we have? I think that's the best use of our time. <clears throat> um, so. okay. Is the adoption of the budget, Marcia, is that um, recommended or is that a regulatory or statutory requirement, the adoption by June? My training has always said it's um, statutory to have a budget in place by July 1 in order that you can co have continuity and continue to pay your bills. Could I put my finger on where that's located in the state statutes? I probably have. <laughs> Look at Ulia and go, okay, it's a budgetary requirement in order to continue to pay your bills, pay your employees, have cash flow. Um, so normally cities will adopt a budget no later than the end of June and spend uh, no later than the end of May and spend the month of June transitioning to implementing a new budget and paying off all their bills from the last budget in order to move on by July 1. Uh, once in a while, cities then push it back and have actual adoption in June. And you'll see the calendar that Ulia has put forward and the finance group has put forward for this year has us actually not adopting the budget until June. So we're already pushing back if we don't have something authorizing the expenditure of dollars as of July 1. Theoretically, we could come to a grind to a halt until we have money authorized to spend. Is that close, Ulia? Yes, well, I, I believe the statutory requirement is to adopt the budget by June 30, by the end of the fiscal year, or adopt a continuing resolution and you've right. seen it with the state's budget. Right. So one way or another, we, we, we need to have budget in place. Take yeah. action to fund your, your expenditures after July 1, July right. 1 and thereafter. And Yulia, um, so I think you nodded that, that we uh, currently receive budget reports and modified accrual. Is that required by yes. statute as well? It is, well, depending on what funds, right? So we, we provide your business uh, enterprise funds on a full, a full basis, so. Okay, so so I agree with everything, Marsha, the way you uh, encapsulated the conversation and everything that the mayor ha has said. I just wanna add one tweak, which is that in order to evaluate whether we do need to update the strategic plan, I do believe we need a series of additional financial reports. And so my first question for Yulia is, could we receive reports for fiscal year 21 in full accrual? Do we have a button on our software that says, pick your type and we just <laughs> pick full accrual. Could, could we obtain that? Well, if I hear you correctly, you're asking for cash flow analysis, which would be, well, similar to what we provided uh, when we discussed the business license tax. We can provide the 
cash flow analysis, but uh, I think we discussed it at last meeting a little bit that cash flow analysis itself doesn't quite, well, it's, it's just one of the tools for the government accounting. It doesn't give you necessarily the whole uh, background information where we are or where we are financially as organization. So that's why we've been doing what we have been doing, providing you quarterly reports on a regular basis and see here's how we close the quarter. And that's what you can see at the quarter. And uh, the second quarter is the most critical piece because that will give us six month review of the budget. So it's a little bit more robust than the first quarter, for example. And that's why we included in the budget calendar, we included mid-year budget review. So that's when we will see and we will make uh, projections for the rest of the fiscal year, including all the fund balances. So that information, that mid-year basis, is going to be your starting point for the budget. So that's how critical it is. And th that work is uh, is underway right now. So we're we working on closing the quarter two right now. And then once we produce the quarterly reports, we will move to the mid-year and hoping yeah. to bring it to you. And so, so the point you made, so yeah, I guess what I'm asking for um, is a cash flow and debt analysis, right? So yes, we have seen a cash flow analysis, but so for example, could we see a cash flow and debt analysis that comes with a recommendation of whether we can use that cash flow to pay down high interest debt, such as the pension? Okay, so I think I need a little bit more. I need a little okay. bit of help. We have $5 million sitting in the COPS account right. at 0.03% interest. CalPERS is charging us a 7% interest rate. Why would we leave money sitting in a COPS account at 0.03%? Why wouldn't we take that 5 million and put it towards the pension debt at 7%? And that's a great policy decision. That's typically this kind of policy decisions will be brought forward during the budget. And that's something that we, we can explore and, uh, and see how we can uh, Refund and the council has done it in the past. So two years, right when I uh, joined the organization, I believe there was additional uh, payment to the Pars uh, uh, irrevocable trust for the pension for seven hundred and fifty thousand. So that's the decision that the council made uh, two years ago, and uh, that's definitely budgetary <laughs> type of policy right. decision. So, so what I'm saying, in order to make those types of decisions, I, it would be helpful if we could see a 12-month cash flow projection of unrestricted cash and restricted cash. So report one. Report two, a statement of current long-term debt, including change from the prior year. Report three, projected long-term debt for the next 10 years. And report four, something that is akin to accrual accounting for revenue and expenses to illustrate a current period surplus and deficit. And we, we can talk offline about what those might might look like, but I but I like the way I like the direction you're going in because I think we have opportunity to um, have a cash management strategy, but I think we need to see both sides of this. And and I know it probably would be somewhat easier to wait six months to have more data, but I think that will will cost us significantly in terms of interest rates, which is why I, I'd love to see that information sooner rather than later. And we, we will not 
propose in six months <laughs> to, to wait six months. So we're working on the mid-year budget review Perfect. right now. So okay. let me go. Let me let me just for just a second revisit. Does anybody, Yulia, or do you or Marsha or anybody else, um, any other staff on the call, see a problem with any of those reports that that the vice mayor asked for, conceptually or otherwise? So we can. If we if you do, then we can ha kind of hash that out. I think you and the you and the uh, vice mayor can sort of meet and, and you know talk about what she's getting at and, and what's reasonable for you to produce. If, but otherwise, does it seem like something that, that you guys can do that the finance department can do? Uh, I think we I would think have to discuss. I'm sorry, Marsha. Go ahead. I think we would have to discuss the timing of these reports and uh, we would have to research or do some additional research, especially for the long-term debt analysis. So that, that will require some additional research. So with the timelines that we have in place and already committed to, I would like to discuss with Marshall Klein to see how we can accommodate this request in, in the manner that it, it fits to staff schedule and your uh, priorities. Yes, Marshall, yeah. so part, part of what, what's going on here is going back and forth in my view. And again, I can be off base, but we have the budget as a number one priority for the department. Uh, we have the finance committee getting to the budget recommendation of the council. And we have a series of reports that are coming out of the finance committee. So you see at the bottom of the agenda that you're working on that there were a number of items that we were not able to get to. We're working on the CAFR in-house uh, the audit is coming to closure, the CAFR is next, and then the budget follows third. Uh, so right now with one professional in that department, and she's in this meeting this morning or this afternoon, uh, what we're trying to do is prioritize that workload so that we hit that target of an adopted budget. The items that the vice mayor is asking for are definitely producible. It's a matter of where they go in the flow of those documents. And that's one thing this committee can definitely talk about, um, but the traditional process of which follows what is the audit goes into the CAFR and the CAFR goes into the budget. Until we get that CAFR done, the items that we're requesting and rethinking how we present data is a time taken away from presenting it, from finishing the CAFR and preparing the audit to, to bring it forward. So they're all linked together in terms of what could be described as an 80 hour work week for one professional right now. That's why we told you at the last meeting we brought in, with the help of Charlie Francis, the ability to focus on some of these larger scale issues that we can look at like fire, uh, fire questions that come from the public and we're hoping to get some of those answers sorted out using Charlie's help. Uh, we'd also looked at having his help with pension reform. That would bring our total to two professionals working on all these questions and still trying to stay on the audit, wrap up the audit, complete the CAFR and get the budget underway. So when Janelle lists off, when the vice mayor lists off items that would help understand the numbers headed into adoption of a budget, the answer is yes, we can produce those reports. The speed with which we can produce them is definitely improved since we now have two professionals. But the timeline, we're gonna go back, hearing this request right now and figure out what we can produce in-house and what's gonna take a little bit of time and let you know. And those conversations can happen between the department head and the vice mayor very easily. Yeah, okay. and you know, Marshi, you make a really great point, and I think it's just, and just in all fairness to, to you all and your, and your workload, I think it's because my orientation is more around uh, debt management and expense management, not uh, before we can get to the budget. I can't, I can't budget uh, until I have that, un, you know, under control and really understand that, mm -hmm. and 
that's so so that's why I'm coming at it like that. But I completely understand your your time constraints, and you know you guys are doing a great job on minimal staff. So I don't mean to burden you because I don't know what's available. No, no, so maybe that's, maybe. That's not that's not what I'm implying at all. It's not a burden. It's just a different way of thinking, a different way of presenting data. So it's not that we're not responsive to your request for information. It's just a different way than organizations such as the city has presented the data before. Uli is one of the best trained I've worked with. She's got data set up in one format and she may not have the data the way you're looking for it. And she may not have gathered that type of data at all. That doesn't mean she can't do it. She definitely can. But where, where I think we hear her, her hesitancy is she can do just about anything we ask her to do with the data she's been given and reformatting it and presenting new looks at it. The, the question is more one of timing and what can we do and when can we do it? This committee is definitely here to set some priorities for how we look at what we look at before we pull together a budget. I just wanna explain the, hes the hesitancy you're he hearing in her voice so that you don't think it's um, in any way, shape or form, we can't get to it. Nine, nine the least. Uh, and if you don't ask, you don't know, right? right. So maybe, maybe the, the action item here is at our next finance committee meeting, if we can have a report out of what is available, the time frame, um, and then maybe a little exploration of this new orientation of understanding our debt and expense management prior to trying to get signed off on a budget. Um, yep, I hear you. And in fact, that's where we're trying to change the organization uh, to think in terms you're asking um, by today's agenda. When we heard the uh, request for information at the last meeting, everybody inside the building went, oh my gosh, how are we gonna do that given everything else? And what I, I asked is what I heard you say, a little bit different, which is here's everything you want. Tell us what we have and tell us what's gonna take to get the rest. So that's part of what you're gonna hear today if we, if we start moving on that. Um, we can find it if it's in the building and we have access to it. It's just a matter of trying to understand what your needs are. So let's, let's go forward. I wanna make sure I understand strategic plan request, and that is to put on the first meeting in February, a discussion by full council at the end of the meeting as to buy in on the strategic plan. Is that correct? Yeah, and so I think um, the question, for, hold on, this question for city council at our February uh, 9th meeting is, with regard to strategic plan is, um, you know, have the, the staff report just, I mean, almost as we had, I think, almost as we had today, along with the strategic plan that was done last year, right? Because that gives right. you context of the strategic plan. So the question for the council is, um, I think the question for the council is, let's not rewrite the strategic plan. Let's focus more on budget and the, the situation as it exists right now and today and moving okay. forward for the rest of the fiscal year, right? Um, and, uh, and then, so then we have, so we'll, hopefully we'll get that answer out of, the street, out of the council, right? Do we even want to go forward with anything on the 27th? Or do we just want to roll all those conversations into the mid-year budget review, which I have on my calendar is going to go to council um, on March 9th? Yes. Or, or do we go ahead and go forward with something on the 27th, the more in-depth talk, you know, the more in-depth analysis of our budget for direction and review prior to the mid-year budget review for March 9th. So, you know, I'm just trying to get, I'm trying to get, I just wanna bring everybody else in the council in and say, okay, how deep do you guys wanna dive into this? Do you, you know, anybody have any interest in rewriting something that doesn't, I don't think really needs to be rewritten at this point. So, but I, it could be wrong. Um, so I kind of think that's what the flow is and that's what the question is gonna to be to the city council. Okay, 
Um, anybody, Janelle, do you, how do you feel about that? Or do you think that's? I think that's great. Okay. Okay. So let's, uh, with a view toward that. Um, and then if, if anybody wants to go forward with their February 27th strategic plan, it's really going to be about where we are right now. And, you know, for, for the end of this year, because honestly, we haven't really even implemented the strategic plan that was put together last year because we're still, we're, we're still in COVID land and no one kind of saw that coming. They, I think, anyway. Okay, so moving on to our next, thank you guys. Um, well, for help, for moving the conversation along, because we've already done half hour on item one, on item B, two, and three, I'm going to reverse those. Um, I, I think the list of active purchase orders for consulting services will take us into the conversation on that the staff is looking for direction on the economic development contract. So what I've heard, the conversation that came out of the subcommittee was that it's difficult to understand how all of these consultants tie together, how some of them are duplicative, but we don't understand uh, how they lump together. So master contracts was one thing that was discussed. Um, and then in general, how to move forward, what's the philosophy on re uh, retaining contracts? For item two, um, the council pulled that item off for discussion here by the finance committee. And I think there's a misunderstanding as to what was represented by the RGS contract. So it was there was a question about how much of their contract remained. And at one point, a large number in the 70s came out as percent remaining on the contract, then why renew it? So there's two questions here. One, how many of these a consult list of consultants, in fact, uh, do all get grouped together and are we doing master contracts? But two, uh, what is the work of RGS? And in fact, were we at the end of their contract or was there money left? And the information that came out, I'll take it in my office, um, in fact, was that there was 70 some odd percent left on that contract. And then that came out of a working document and financing was incorrect. The billables had not been applied against that or many other lists. So there's a delay when the departments submit billings and they're actually reflected in that chart. And what the finance department was trying to let us know is that in fact, if we want the work that's being done by RGS on economic development at that point, they need additional dollars. We were at the end of the contract. Is that fair, Ulia? Yes, that's that's correct. So okay, we so would have exceeded the purchase so order. That that's direction from the full, from the subcommittee on what is it that you're looking for in the way of consulting services information and how do we go forward on EDAC economic development in general? What are you looking for committee, subcommittee? Well, I'm looking for what, what I'm looking at for um, in this particular situation, but you can scope it out however you want to is, um, is this something, you know, that's necessary I know that Brian did, and and maybe we need, maybe we need impact from EDAC. I mean, impact, um, you know, weigh in from EDAC on this. And Vice Mayor Kelman is going to be with them. When's the when's the next EDAC meeting? Uh, I'm not sure, but I see that the the vice uh, chair of EDAC is actually on on the call. We could probably uh... Uh, at this point. At this point, do we have staff consultants to issue an agenda? Ulia. Well, not at this point. So no. I included it in my memo. So staff does not have in-house, any any in-house staffing members and uh, or in-house expertise related to economic development. Well, shouldn't the chair and the vice chair of the EDAC 
be generating the agenda and then staff provides input. I mean, I'm thinking about sustainability or, or bikes and pet. I mean, they're well, the generating. Flow, the flow is typically the council in constituting a subcommittee or a committee identifies the work plan for the year. What is it we want that committee to work on? The committee then gets together, appoints a chair and a vice chair and the chair and vice chair set the agenda with the representative of staff in coordination so that we know we have staffing to keep up with the request. Things can then be put either on the regular agenda or tabled for future discussion if we can't keep up. So, so to, to the mayor's point, so let's just take the threshold question and not make it about any particular. Um, would it be reasonable to uh, sort of declare a freeze on consultants due to the dire financial situation and only approve those that are uh, required to keep our operations running? You know, could, could, we, could we put the consultants in two buckets? And then in the interim, you know, I thought the staff report on RGS was excellent because it gave us all these options. Um, and we could, there's no shortage of, of folks in town with this type of background who could step in in a volunteer manner to help guide the existing work plan. And, you know, Ian and I, as members of the council, could help work hand in hand with the uh, chair and the vice chair of the EDAC to, to continue that. So I guess there's a sort of an overarching question. Do we want to be a little bit conservative on our spend and divide the two? And then as as to EDAC specifically, is there a, you know, another game plan? In the staff report, the memo before you, you listed all the services that are currently being provided, well, actually were provided <laughs> by this agreement. So staffing EDAC is only one of the services under this agreement. So we uh, engaged with RGS originally to implement the economic development program that the council approved in 2019. And uh, part of this program was uh, developing geo zones, zones and uh, updating periodically on uh, uh, local economy based on the districts. Uh, we just recently developed the business retention program. The well, I agree. I agree with what you're saying, but I think uh, what I hear the, the subcommittee asking is, can we bring the conversation to a different level and not make it necessarily about one contract or the other? Um, so in that conversation, given our financial scenario, uh, the subcommittee's thoughts and recommendations on how to use consultants um, definitely can go uh, where the vice mayor was implying. The, the resulting impact would be uh, some of the things may not get done that those consultants were doing and that we don't have staff available. And I hear what you're saying is a desire then to use uh, members of the committee in concert with the council. That that sort of on a scale of preferred to non-preferred from staff's viewpoint, of course, um, but is all doable. We just need to talk about, it's not about one consultant and what they're doing and what they're not. I agree with what the subcommittee was saying. It's more about how do we recommend looking at the use of consultants organization-wide. And what I hear you saying, Vice Mayor, in our terms is those that can uh, be found um, to pay for their services, so to speak, like reimbursables might have one approach. Um, others that may have been commissioned by prior councils with prior priorities may need to be revisited. Yeah, I think that's right, Marcia. And, um, you know, we want to be, and this is across the board, right, of drift right, of, of um, responsibility drift from something that's squarely within the staff to you had a consultant, they're highly competent, and 
sort of drifting of duties over to the consultant, um, you know, for good reasons, but um, do we do we need to rein that in? I think we're kind of at the point that we have to sort of look at that and rein that in a little bit, especially for this fiscal year. Um, so, and put a pause in whatever, like if he's, if, if whoever, whatever consultant we're having isn't, isn't working on something that's a critical, you know, need right now, if it's nice to have, but it's not a critical need. And as the vice mayor says, if we have competent people in town that we can leverage their experience and, and their willingness to take some of these things on. And then I say, this is, uh, this is the time to do it. If, the, if ever there was a time to do it. So um, that's well, kind of like. In that regard, what you're looking for from staff is more of a dis uh, discussion memo on what consultants are on that list, uh, what they're working on, and options on how to get the work done with or without them. Yeah, and especially, and again, back to the cost recovery part of it too, right? Is this is this something that, that we're going to recover the cost through or whatever it is uh, to cover, or is this, you know, something that we're just taking out of pocket or out of our, you know, straight out of the budget. So um, I, I agree with that short-term priority um, through the end of this fiscal year for the next, whatever it is now, six months. Okay. I think then our next two reports need to be updated to reflect the question as I now understand it. Um, I think there's information here on um, RGS working on EDAC, but as you see on the list of consultants, RGS is working on other things in the building and we have a variety of other consultants that we use and we need to go back and look at what they're working on, uh, whether they're reimbursable and if not, what, what's gonna happen to the workload. Yep. yep. Okay. So that would take item two and three and I'm seeing that, um, item, I'm not sure how this happened, but we inadvertently uh, did not have comments from the public on items not on the agenda. Oh, I'm um, sorry. Well, it wasn't on there, Mayor. It's not you. It's the, the staff uh, put out that. You know, uh, yeah. I had to go by the agenda. <laughs> yeah, you so. go by the agenda, and we didn't have that on there. So uh, I'm going to suggest, you know, it's better to go back and capture that step than to uh, worry about it not being on the agenda. And I'm going to suggest you do that now rather than not at all. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for calling it out. Okay, so um, I'm going to call that right now. Anybody that wants to make any comments for items not on the agenda, now is your time. I am not seeing any hands raised. Sir, are you seeing anything? Um, Mayor Hoffman, I see no hand, hands raised at the moment. Oh, oh, got, just one. Looks like Mr. Irwin's got his hand up. Okay, then he's up. I'll go ahead and unmute. Hello? Yes, we can hear you. We can't see you, but we can hear you. You wanna see me? <laughs> it's up to you. Comment. I don't know. Your I don't know. Do we? Your hair combed? Then okay. Yeah. Okay. So I haven't showered, so I will not turn on the video. So, um, <laughs> uh, on a serious note, I um, I submitted an email to the uh, <clears throat> the committee and to the city manager regarding something we're in fire uh, a concern that I had. I today received a response to a request for government records from the city, which raises my concern level because the response was that the city had no documents regarding communication with the county and the diversion of property tax revenues. Now, I'm sure the county's not doing it 
you know, surreptitiously or uh, <clears throat> didn't think it up on their own. But I am concerned that the city has no record and no idea what they have instructed the county to do. That's all. Okay, thank you. Thank you, Russ, for that. Um, okay, anybody else for matters not on the agenda? Okay, seeing none, I'm closing that. Um, okay, so do so then do you want me to take public comment after each item? In that case, then we, I should take public comment to the items that we've already discussed, which are items one through three. Why don't we do that? And then after every item, I'll take public comment. How about that? Yes. Okay. So right now I'm gonna call for public comment on items one through three. Okay, I'm not seeing any hands. Still not seeing any hands. Mayor okay. Hoffman, I see no hands yeah. raised at the moment. Very good. Okay, uh, moving on then to item number four, which is our uh, disbursement report for payments over six thousand. So, go ahead, Julie. I want you to summarize your memo. Don't don't read it, but be brief, two two minutes at best, and then tell them what what you've done here. Yeah, it's literally five seconds. So the last committee meeting, Finance Committee requested uh, that we provide a disbursement report for payments over $6,000 for the first quarter of the fiscal year 2021. And we attached this report. It's in your packet attached to this memo. And so this is an example I, of what I was talking about earlier, something that's not in the format that we normally have gathered data. But once we understand, this would help the conversation we're able to pull together. Our question for you today would be, did this hit what you're looking for? Is this close or are you looking for something else and we need to go figure out how to get that together quickly? Um, I I think this is a good start. I think then the next step is what we just discussed and putting this in context, mm -hmm. uh, you know, you know, whatever. Where, where are they at? Is it critical? Is it not critical to some project? And is it any part of the cost recovery? Yeah, I, I thought this was this was perfect, right? We just wanted to get a sense, um, and it just, and then it allows us to drill down. So, for example, why are we paying Southern Marin Fire uh, fire fees, right? We just we know that we're giving them property tax. What 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 is that about? Um, I also noticed that we paid the CAFR consultant back in August and September. Do we do we normally pay before the CAFR is is done? Um, and then there are so many line item expenses for CalPERS, about five and a half million. Um, it includes some employee contributions, but it just highlights that we send a lot of money to CalPERS, which then suggests, hey, we should get some reporting around this specifically. So those are the, the three things that flag. And if anybody has answers as to why we're sending some fire more money, um, and then also, uh, you know, why do we pay the CalPERS consultant well before our CalPERS is done? Um, that would be great either now or at the next meeting. I think the only one that I'm confident about answering at this meeting would be uh, the payment of CAFR, perhaps uh, the consultant who works on the CAFR. The other two items, uh, I have theories on what those dollars represent, but I want to validate that before I speak. Ulia, do you want to talk as to why you would have paid consultants to work on a CAFR that hasn't been completed? Sure. So for our agreement with the auditors, we, the work starts with the interim audit. So this work typically starts, uh, well, we, we close the books through the March. So the auditors come sometimes around June 
and uh, do the field audit to, to review our books for March. And uh, the whole work is done as like mini audit for at, the, at this time. So based on the, our contract, we, we pay them accordingly for the work performed. And, uh, and I'm talking about like field work. So the audit is actual inside looking through, uh, through the city books through March. And that's actually works uh, really well for staff because in case if the auditors flag any of the concerns, we have an opportunity to fix and correct before the final audit. So that's a real teamwork here. And uh, what you see here um, as payments to Mason Associates, so it's probably, well, and again, I don't have a payment in front of me right now, but I'm pretty much sure that that's for the work performed on the interim audit. That's, that's great. And I'm so, it's, I Relief to hear we get started early. Um, so then where does somebody like Ide Bailey, LLP, a senior accountant, where do they fit in to our services? So Aid Bailey is a consulting firm that we are using for the to assist us with the year end. And you may remember that the senior accountant position has been vacant since uh, May <laughs> right now. So we don't have accountant on staff right now. So Aid Bailey pick up some of the some of this work to backfill uh, certain duties, the fraction of the duties for, for this uh, uh, for this position, in addition to the normal uh, con contract that we have with them to assist with the year end. You know, I'll just note, you know, Yuli, I, I know that you're grossly understaffed, and so this kind of thing was really, really helpful so we can identify who we need to hire to help you and support you. So thank you again for letting us see this, you know, providing us this level of granularity. It's, I think it'll have some good outcomes so that we can support your work more. Thank well, you. And and I think, you know, thank you, Vice Mayor. And it's also a really good conversation to hear her thought process and what she goes through uh, so that all of these decisions uh, are, are very public about how they were made and, and where these folks came from. So in terms of uh, Bailey LLP uh, providing services with the vacant positions, uh, the, the decision was made at the administrative level, Lilia's level and my level, uh, that because they were already in here and understood where we were financially and um, on year-end closing, it would be the most efficient use of, of resources. Is that where we are, Ulia? That's exactly what it is. Okay, so, so this, is not the most, uh, went, this is not something that went to council. It was a decision made administratively under my, uh, my authority, plus the contract that they already were working under for a year-end. Yeah, no, and no argument there. All that just tells us from a strategic planning standpoint is there's a resource allocation. We really need to beef up our finance department um, and make sure that people are taken care of. So I, I find the information super helpful. Yeah, I'm not considering it um, a pushback as much as trying to get the information out there while we're here because it's exactly. good public info. Okay. Um, do we have more discussion on this item? Um, I don't know. Uh, I don't. I don't public comment on this then. Um, so we're, going, we're going to assume you want to continue to see that as a quarter becomes available. Bring it to you quarterly. Yes. We'll put that on our list That's of my question too. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, okay. So from the public then on four. Yes. Public comment on four. I'm opening that right now. Which is disbursement report for payments over 6,000 for quarter one fiscal year 2020-2021. I'm not seeing anybody. I see no hands. Uh, that is correct. Mayor Hoffman, there are no hands raised at the moment. Okay, very good. Thank you. Uh, we're moving on then. I close it now. Public comment on number four, and we're moving on to uh, uh, item number five, which is parking fund revenues. 
Um, thank you for this report. And so just to clarify, this, this report goes from uh, July 1st of 2019 through June 30th of 2020? Yes, that's uh, full uh, revenues for the last previous fiscal year. Okay. Okay, and then, um, okay. So again, the same question from staff. Have we understood your question clearly and is this information that's usable in the form we're presenting it? This is new new formatting for us. We just wanna make sure we're hitting the target. I, I like it. I would like it even more if I had current, you know, for, for my purposes of looking and seeing how we're doing with regard to how COVID inter, you know, affecting our budget, right? So if I had current numbers for the current fiscal year, which would be the next column, right? Mm -hmm. Which the column after that, which would be fiscal year 23 to 21 to date. So we're halfway through, right? Our fiscal year right now. So it'd be really interesting to see um, how we did on parking, uh, how much of a hit we took on parking, so, but. You know, I mean, we got we have some of it. Um, well, the question was raised at the last uh, committee meeting whether the parking citations were recorded in the parking fund, mm -hmm. and we double checked on this, and uh, as we already <laughs> shared at the meeting and promised to double check, the citations are being recorded in the general fund. But kind of to expand on this question, we provided all the parking fee uh, revenues as as you see them. So this is everything that is being recorded in the parking fund. So I think my, what might be helpful, um, what expenses are included in the parking fund? Uh, we can definitely report on that as well, but just uh, as a quick summary, so we uh, have, uh, from salary and benefit perspective, we, we have now parking analyst that is being recorded in the parking fund, and that's a full-time position. So in the past, the city had two part-timers. Now we consolidated this in one full-time full position and the council approved it uh, uh, last year. So we also record some vendor uh, expenses related to parking meters and uh, uh, different uh, kind of Elliot will be able to speak to, to that. So I've seen all these invoices coming through uh, related to like Central Square and all this uh, different parking related uh, fees and the technology related invoices. Um, so maybe that's, our, maybe that's our fourth column. Is that our fourth column? These are the revenues from parking and what are the expenses that are related well, to parking? That would be table, table below. <laughs> so you right. right. revenues yeah. and expenditures below. Yeah, okay. Because it would be nice if, the, if this included all operating expenses and revenues as cited on page 31 of the CAFR so that you could easily cross check them. I think those two things should be consistent. And I took a note from the last meeting when, when you suggested this, it, it sounds like now is a good time we, we, we will be able to update this language in CAFRA to um, be a little bit more transparent and uh, explain a little bit more what is recorded in parking fund versus uh, general fund. And, and also to put on for the next finance committee agenda, uh, how those um, expenditures are allocated in the budget, just sort of uh, the next chart, update the memo that we have in front of us. So just out of curiosity, do we have an adjustments clause? Because I, I noted that the parking revenues from the hotels are the same in fiscal year 20 as they were in fiscal year 17. Did we cut some type of deal because of the pandemic? Are we talking about revenues? Yeah, the parking revenues. 
Well, I believe we, on this memo we recorded only one year. I know, I, I wrote oh, yeah. So I can definitely take a look and see what the, what the receivables are for the current year, if that's the question. Right, yeah, because then I, and I know also we have like a, a concession error for parking. Um, does that show up in expenses? Yes. Or? It will show in expenses and in revenues because, well, as council, as you well know, uh, we have several rent relief and uh, COVID relief programs going right now. So yeah. definitely if we report you on current year to date revenues and expenditures, you will see the impact. And then yeah. the only other policy thing that came up is that the, the BCD H&L permits, they're about $110,000 to the city. But these are the permits that residents have to pay for to basically park in front of their homes, um, which from a policy perspective, we may wish to re-examine. But I would be curious to know how much it actually costs the city to process those permits. And you know, where does that net out? And that's- Your language is to process the permits, but it also is to enforce them. Is that what you're looking at, I'm assuming? Uh, sure. Yeah. I mean, I'm thinking more process because these are people parking in front of their own homes um, who get these permits. The res it's resident parking permits. But to me, um, and, and maybe I'm not following, but the, the processing of permits would be actually making them and issuing them to homeowners. I'm also hearing you imply that you want to hear enforcement. So you want both pieces. Sure. If we're, if we're going to do the work, we might as well call it out. And, and again, that's not a top priority for me, but I just... I'm using it as an example of why and how useful this is. So then we can start to dig in and see, okay, you know, are there policy decisions that stem from this? Then let's, we'll, we'll take that question and go see what information is available that we can bring back and let you know if there's an outstanding item that needs to have some uh, work done to, to process, to acquire the data. Yeah, because I'm not sure enforcement can be isolated to specific streets per se. I think you're going to be able to have clearer data if you just look at the processing, the actual issuance of the permit. But again, I don't want to take up too much time on this. We can come, we can come back to it. Okay. I think we get your gist on that. Um, Mayor, then you want public comment or do, are there other uh, committee comments on fund reserves, parking fund revenues? I'm sorry. No, I, no more comment or discussion for me. So let's take public comment. So let's do public comment on um, item number five on our agenda parking fund revenues. I'm not seeing anybody. Serge? No hands raised at the moment, Mayor. Okay, very good. Going once, twice. Off we go. Public comments closed for five. We're moving on to six. Um, the CIP program. Thanks very much for this. Uh, this. Uh, report um, and the effort that went into this. I appreciate that very much. Um, I think here's the, here's my, <laughs> here's my initial cut is that um, I need to, you know, I need to process this and balance it against whatever I think our budget is. Like, I don't, I don't have a good grasp of, um, you know, what, what the budget is or what the budget looks like or what the budget forecast is. Um, and, you know, the extremists for some of these projects, right? I mean, that's, I see the priority and that's great um, that they were prioritized, but I think, you know, I, I think I need to have a better picture of what our budget looks like. So I think I can give better input on this uh, from, a, from just our committee standpoint, right? Um, 
after we get a little bit further along in our in our budget talks, the current budget, um, and especially for the rest of the fiscal year. So I, I don't know. I, this was a really good start, though. Very good for context. It was really good. So anyway, um, Vice Mayor, go ahead. I don't mean that. No, I agree with all that. So I think um, I don't think we have Kevin on the call. I was just looking for that. Kevin, are you on the call? No, I didn't ask Kevin to join because the direction from the committee was to do video presentation, which he did. And uh, I agree. I agree. I was just not wanting to cut him off if, in fact, he did all this work and he was on the call. Yeah. Well, so let's so let's talk then about next step and what we need to do. Um, I think I think next step is. I, my, it looks to me like we're going to have a pretty good budget. Capper's going to be done. We're going to be pretty far along with the budget by the second meeting, the second city council meeting, certainly, I think, in February. Is that, am I, am I right on that, or is that? Yeah, if, if you refer back to the budget calendar that we discussed the last time, when Kevin and I discussed how and where CIP fits into the process, we are planning to bring it to the finance committee for the input and, and direction so we can communicate to the entire council with your direction to staff mm -hmm. and that work the cip priorities will be matched against the fund available fund balances and that's exactly what we are doing right now by closing uh, the books and uh, well, presenting the coffer so uh, we just you just need to be a little bit patient with us because we will bring it back to you at the finance committee meeting with this information in each specific uh, fund balance and with staff recommendations what uh, what we can potentially do in the upcoming year and so, what projects might be deferred to the future years. So okay. it will be this separate discussion on, on this subject. So we're going to have, um, sorry, I have too many screens open, but <laughs> so by February, um, can someone call out, what's our city council meetings in February? Are, is it the 9th and the 23rd? Yes. Okay. So sometime before the 23rd, our finance committee meeting during the week of the 15th, will we have this information and can we have this come back to us so we can give some clearer, at least clearer direction on? That's a little bit too soon because remember we scheduled the next finance committee meeting for February 18th and we will be able to talk about fund balances at that time. You will see the entire CAFRA report, you will see what the fund balances, including capital funds and uh, and then we uh, I schedule, well, but, but we, we did put it on the schedule what the what how what i believe will fit into the um into the budget calendar i'm trying to open it up right now what okay so, so i think just a question about the fund balance so at the last meeting we talked about um whether the funds were restricted by statute or covenant or, or policy and you said to us earlier that um, some funds uh, can be accrual and some can be modified accrual based on the type of fund. Do you have an updated uh, sheet that can show us whether the funds are restricted? Yeah, I just realized that we missed it in the agenda. Yeah. My fault, so that, I apologize, but we, we, we will be able to bring it forward at the next meeting. So that's yeah. And I just, I know we're, we're, we're trying to get the budget together, but I just want to keep voicing my concern about debt and expenses. Um, particularly when we're looking at something like our capital improvements projects, I, I just don't know that I'd be able to really prioritize unless I understood our cash management strategy around debt and expenses. Well, can we for a moment, um, you know, I, I understand what the uh, 
finance uh, well with the assistant city manager was saying about the meeting of February 18th you'll be talking there about the capper uh, fund balances uh, as well as uh, the budget calendar in detail um, but I have a list of items still on this agenda um, there are four and I just heard the vice mayor talk about um, what would be 7e uh, restricted a list of restricted versus unrestricted funds so when I look at today's the 19th of January and we're not going to meet again if I'm hearing the next meeting is February 18th there needs to be a meeting somewhere in there where the rest of this data can trans transfer to the committee that's what I was just thinking mm -hmm. I think that's a long time between that's a month I mean well I'm playing that against you know we need to have availability to work on getting all these projects out versus I'm hearing there's still data that we owe you um, unless I'm hearing from Ulia that none of this is available until after the budget process. Uh, are we switching gears to item seven? Because I can give a quick update like where we are on those. Um, hold on, we're, we're talking about a more fundamental thing right now, I think, is, which is, uh, do, do, we, do we need to have another meeting before February 19th to talk about some of these other fu more fundamental issues? We should probably meet every two weeks. Hate to say it, but that's probably the cadence. I feel the same right now. I mean, I think that will get better after we get the budget done, um, and we get sort of um, on track with these this different kind of method for approaching um, approaching how we, you know, how we manage our finances. So. Uh, how about how about if we have a meeting a finance committee meeting sometime during the week of february the first so sometime in there the february first through the fifth well i'm going to request these not be on tuesday council days but the first is not Tuesday. Yeah. so if we do the um in, you know as you're in, anticipating uh, every week a couple of weeks or so um monday or tuesday there's an EDAC meeting on the second, so I would say not not the second. What time of day do they meet? I believe 2 p.m. So does that leave that leaves Monday or Friday? EDAC is the first. Is in the first. Was the first. I thought it was the second. Uh, I'm getting from first. staff it's inside the building that EDAC's planned meeting is the first. You, great. Now I will update my calendar. <laughs> Thank you. Cool. There we go. Okay. So maybe February 2nd? We want to have another finance committee meeting? That works for me. Julio, how does that look on your end? We can have the meeting definitely. Like if so, I wouldn't, and I wouldn't. I would expect that that meeting would encompass some of these things that are still on our agenda today, right? So it's not going to be a, a whole lot of new asks. I don't think. I think it's going to be let's follow up with what's already on our agenda. Right. What's already okay. So um, if we want to avoid EDAC and we want to go out two weeks, um, we're looking at February second. That's fine. 2.30? Yep, that works for me. 
And then I would also suggest, I know I'm trying to be procedural here. Um, you need to receive public comment on items six and seven. Okay. Okay, so, okay, good. Um, do we have any more, do we have any discussion on any of the items on seven? I only go through D though. I think Marcia, you mentioned seven E. Well, I'm hearing, I'm hearing vice mayor add E, which would well, be restricted, uh, a listing of restricted versus unrestricted funds. Okay, thank you. Okay, uh, in that case, very good. Uh, we are ready for public comment on items uh, six and seven are on our agenda. A, a seven A through D for today's agenda, E for next item, for next agenda. Agree. Agree. Okay, I don't see any hands raised. I don't see anything. I so see no hands raised, uh, Mayor Hoffman. Okay, very good. Okay, then I'm gonna close, um, I'm gonna close uh, public comment on that. So I'm gonna close public comment on the agenda. And I think, uh, I believe we're ready to adjourn. Do we, you guys, staff need any further clarification or do you have questions? Oh, well, are we not gonna get an update on the, on the items? Um, are we, oh. is nothing happening with the benchmark or summer fire? Julia, do we have any information on A through D today? Uh, well, I can give a very brief update uh, on the debt service discussion. We, I included answers to some of the questions in the memo attached to the last finance committee meeting. Uh, in between the meetings, I reached out to our financial advisor and uh, asked to provide some additional information or some estimate what portion of GEO bonds uh, could be refinanced and uh, what potential savings might look like. So with the short turnaround, we just didn't have a chance to get this information, but by February 2nd, I'm hoping to, um, to be able to report on that. Uh, we will need a little bit more time to put together item, well, responses to items B and D, but again, the work is in progress right now. Uh, as far as pension and OPAB long-term obligations, uh, that would be a good policy discussion because if we, well, I'm, and, and also at the same time, I'm, if I may ask a clarification from the finance committee, what the objective for this, uh, uh, for this question would be to re revisit the funding strategy or give more information and update where we are in, uh, in funding these uh, obligations. Because those are two different questions and uh, we, we may want to, depending on what your feedback is, we, we may approach it differently. I think at this point I heard them asking both and we should present both. I'm glad you said that. <laughs> that was going to be my answer too. I'm, I'm, answer, yeah. I'm looking back at my notes from the last meeting and I think you asked both questions. Yeah. And the, the reason I uh, posed the question once again, because we can definitely give you an update where, where we are, what the policy was, what, how we've been uh, funding our uh, obligations. Uh, the question that will be important for us to discuss as far as funding concern. Uh, COVID-19 is uh, is sort of a challenging year to do long-term projections for this kind of uh, approach. Again, it's possible, it's doable. The same question remains, we, we can discuss the timeline and uh, what consulting uh, uh, hours or services uh, will be needed to produce this information. But the bigger question is, is it the right time? right now, given that we, we still don't quite know where we are going as far as COVID concern and how, we, how the economy will, will look like. 
Well, yeah, let's, uh, once we have the information in the first part, then we'll be able to have the conversation about the second part. So we need to get the data first and then uh, discuss options. So, so my suggestion would be that um, we plan on talking about long-term debt on February 2nd. We plan on talking about pensions and OPEB on February 18th. And that should include um, Bartle and Associates. I think the last report is from 2018. has a really good overview. So we should understand the total debt uh, obligation. We should understand the cash management strategy around the debt. Um, CalPERS at 7%. What's the investment the pension um, uh, trust fund invested at? Uh, what was the council's direction for putting money into that? Are we on target? If we're behind, what's the plan to come up to speed? So that whole the whole bundle. But I do want to just put a um, you know a little marker in for the benchmarking exercise because again I think that this gives us a really good handle on our debt and our expenses. And so um, I would like to see something by February second that at least has staff. Maybe Marsha, maybe this is this is you, not even finance. This is you taking a look uh, at the benchmarking and does it pass like an initial hey, this is worth spending some time on uh, kind of test because we're looking against uh, additional communities and you know, this is what revenues look like, here's our expenses on a per capita basis. I would, I'd love your thoughts on that. So you mean at the next, at the next meeting? Yeah, so debt and benchmarking February 2nd, we'll move pension to February 18th. And then if there's any update, I mean, did we ask Southern Marin Fire for uh, information um, I would think that as a city, if we asked the county for how did you spend our money, that they would be legally obligated to provide us with an accounting of our own property tax. So is yeah. there an update on that? Yes, there is an update on this. So I've been communicating with the county uh, on this report. So I have a um, call actually scheduled right after this meeting to just clarify the nature of the request, but they, they, they've responded, so they they just need to understand a little bit more what we're asking for and this information should be well i mean we should be able to put something together in the next uh, uh next uh, meeting what are you asking them for uh the county reports for property tax allocation the portion of the one percent and uh, uh the total final actuals of what the property tax share is going to the city and to the district so Great. we should have they will report the by uh, TRA the tax uh, rate the the, 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 the the tax rate areas and uh, I believe we have four of them so we will probably need to spend some time to kind of clean up and analyze this data as it comes to us and over what period of time since the annexation agreement yes okay so would you be since, able to since the year before that's what I asked for so 2010 through no, I believe it's 10, 11 through, uh, through current. Right. Okay. Great. Right. Thank you. Uh, do you have a, so when do you think you'll, do you think you'll have that by February? You won't have that by, will you have that by February 2nd? Can I be optimistic? <laughs> can you have uh, it? We can certainly give you an update wherever we are, so we can give you whatever we have at that time. Okay. Uh, February 2nd and then into the 18th if we have to, right? So. Okay, so what I've got on my going forward is we're going to do the benchmarking on February 2nd. We're going to have an update to the extent that you have it from the fire district on February 2nd. We're going to talk about pension and OPEB on the 18th. That that actually is a really good time to talk about the pension and OPEB. I agree with the vice mayor because right. we will be presenting you CAFRA and uh, kind of preview some good news uh, related to OPEB and you will see it, how it translates to the financial statement and what we may 
uh, want to yeah. do in the future for funding. Okay. Yeah. No, that's great because then that leads into the next city council meeting, which is the next Tuesday. So that's good. Um, and then, you know, and then if we're going to do our strategic plan exercise, that's going to be that next Saturday the, after the city council meeting. So again, I like the flow on that. Um, okay, do we have anything else on then for February 2nd for our meeting? In regards to the benchmark analysis, I just wanted to, again, uh, clarify a little bit. This is a really time-consuming project to review and go to individual agencies and verify the numbers and uh, identify the the basis for the benchmarking. So typically, um, well, at least in, the, in, the pre in my previous experience, uh, every time the city goes with a benchmark, you kind of set the parameters and identify why you're picking certain agencies and you you you're familiar with this too as we go to labor agreements and things like that so we have a benchmark set on certain criteria so this uh unfortunately well, that would be a perfect project for an analyst kind of position which we don't have as part of the COVID, we unfortunately had to freeze the analyst position in my department and uh, at this point i have really extreme time constraints uh, to produce uh, some kind of benchmark analysis or, or work with the com community members to uh, to verify all these numbers and then expand on them. So we may want to push it a little bit farther down once we get the copper and all the other items that we already discussed. Once we get them out, uh, maybe benchmark will come as a secondary priority. Okay, I, I hear what you're saying and I think we need to talk about that. We can have that conversation um, on the 18th if we're not to the point of actually having any benchmark because we're getting the other items ready. I think we need to have the conversation, but um, I hear also the council requesting that at least the discussion be on the 18th. What are benchmarking? We could talk then if we haven't gotten to it about what it's gonna take to do it. We'd like their examples of who to benchmark to and, on, and what uh, categories instead of wholesale benchmarking can we pick six categories and go for those benchmarks and see where we are. So let's at least shape the conversation um, between you and I having a conversation and I'm sure the subcommittee will be ready for us at that point. Yeah, and Marcia, maybe I'm just being naive here, but I, from a very high management perspective, um, I welcome your, your feedback, your input on the usefulness of, of this exercise and maybe some other things we wanna look at and how we can use this then, again, for our strategic planning and understanding our, our resource allocation and um, you know, sort of digging, you know, where should we dig in deeper? Where do we feel confident? So if you have any, just maybe give it a, a look with that lens and then if you have some thoughts on that, I'd love to hear it. I definitely do. Um, off the top of my head, just at the close of this meeting, uh, benchmarking is always a fabulous tool for communities to use, to insert it in the process now uh, as we're trying to finish all of the CAFR uh, requests for information that have come forward uh, takes more resources than I see this organization has because to do it correctly, you have to compare apples to apples. And so in a lot of cases, even though you pick a city similar size, and I'm gonna use um, sewer systems, for example, in a sewer system, five miles of pipe on a hillside community versus five miles of pipe in a flatland community uh, five miles of pipe that are 22 years old versus five mile of pipe that are two years old. All of those factors need to go into an analysis that make it quite complex in order to compare apples to apples. Because if you were to just take the cost for the 22 miles versus the 22 miles, 
it's going to misrepresent what you're actually looking for in a benchmarking analysis. So I do think it has value in every community. Um, I think we need to scope it for this year. I do think it can grow as we use it over the years. Unfortunately, this organization has not used it as a tool to this point. That doesn't mean we can't convert. That doesn't mean we can't get some of it this year. But right now we're starting from base zero in terms of information that we have. We may be able to find that other communities in our region, and I don't know, uh, I have meetings regularly with the city managers from all other cities in the, in the region. Uh, that kind of information may be out there for other communities that we could dovetail into. Um, if not, that's another level of what we'd have to look at is compiling their information in our terms so that we could use it. Um, so I do think uh, we should have a conversation in a little bit more depth on the 18th. Okay, so what are we doing? What's our what's our agenda then for the second? For the second, you have fire analysis of the fire numbers. You have um, OPEB discussion. You have IC bench. Oh, no, that's debt. Long-term debt. Yeah, debt. Okay. Versus unrestricted. Okay. Okay, good. So I think that's a good um, <laughs> that's a good manageable. And then, and then following up on A7, A through D, um, any detail we can drill down on and bring you back. Right. Yeah, and that actually is a good, that's a good um, phasing too, because it seems like on your benchmarking comments, Marcia, that we could probably start with police and fire services uh, from a benchmarking perspective. And then since we'll have more information about that soon, um, that, that could be maybe we do it piecemeal or something. And then come back on the 18th and talk detail on bench, a little bit more drill down detail on benchmarking, pension, CAFR, fund balance, um, and any comments on the budget calendar. Yeah, and, and I don't know where this fits in, Marcia, but I had asked for some more granularity around the general gov uh, bucket of expenses, since that was the thing that really stood out for me on that benchmarking, whether it's apples to oranges to lemons, I don't know, but I would like to understand our 5 million in general gov expenses. Okay. Okay, and then we'll do that on, can we have that on February too? We will have what we what we know, yes. And we'll tell you what we know and what we don't know. Yeah, okay. that's great. That's all we gotta start with. Yep, thanks you guys. Yeah, awesome. Okay, we've already done public comment for this item. So anything, anything further? Thanks for the discussion, you guys. I appreciate it. Thanks for all the hard work. I know uh, it's a challenging time for you guys, so I appreciate it. Yeah, um, this is really, really helpful. I, it helps us figure out, again, the, str the strategy around making sure we have the right resources in place. We really appreciate the acknowledgement that this is tweaking how we do business, and sometimes that takes time, and we really appreciate the support of the Finance Committee in identifying, drilling down on, on what it is you're looking for and giving us opportunity to present it. So this, I think, is helpful for us, too. Thank yeah. you for your patience. Just keep in yeah. mind, you know, yeah. keep in mind. Good job. <laughs> I know it's a lot. At the very beginning, you know, this is where we're changing course a little bit, uh, the way we uh, lead here in Sausalito. And so everybody bring your A game because it's, we're going to go far and fast, I think, first. And I think we have already, so it's good. I'm excited. Um, so thanks, you guys. Thanks for everything. Appreciate it. And we'll see you next time. I'm adjourning the meeting. And Thank I'm you. Thanks, guys. Bye. Thank you.